Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. Let your mind open. Let your brain liquid spill down to the floor, coating your body in amniotic fluid, allowing you to experience new levels of rebirth within your own consciousness. Today, I'm going to present to you an interview with my buddy Luis Fernando Mises, known for his work on Emancipated Human. So the other day he posted a status on Facebook talking about how extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings sometimes help him in his role as a shaman, uh, teaching him new techniques and and giving him new lessons and and guidance on his path. So I had to interview him about it. So we we talk about a range of different aliens. He also tells us a story about how um, his, his wife has an unfortunate condition being plagued by an, a powerful spirit for many generations. And then we also discuss how capitalism and spirituality are intertwined because to be a good capitalist, you have to learn how to serve others. Jump on over to steamit.com, www.steamit.com. Uh, that's with the double E slash at paradise dash paradox i'm on there too uh at chudzu c-h-u-r-d-t-z-u check out the show notes this is episode 146 so you can jump onto the paradise paradox.com slash 146 and you can check out the show notes of this episode interesting links and all that stuff let's get into it So, Louise, I wanted to ask you about the role of uh, aliens or, or other spirits in your shamanic journeys or your your uh, shamanic experiences. Because um, I saw you post on Facebook a couple of months ago saying that, um, like, there are these beings that, that help you and they teach you these lessons. Um, so what can you tell us about that? You know, I think that's a... Um I th- I'm kind of concerned to talk about these things because hmm. e- either people will say like, oh, this guy is like full of shit or <laughs> it's only his psyche because he's like taking some drugs or yeah. ho- hopefully we get to the point where some people say, or, or maybe like Jesus, you say, whomever has ears, let him hear. Yeah. Let, let's leave it at that because I think that's interesting. So there's two kinds of things that I've normally seen. And one is the, the allegoric statements the stories that i'm being told so that that's uh that's not necessarily you know interdimensional beings that's just uh you know your own unconscious mind going through its own things because it's been seen and shown during the aya and san pedro that it takes you to the most primal parts of your brain so you start like um dishing out pushing all the all the traumas all the issues and and it works them out in a very uh, interesting way uh kind of similar to holotropic uh breathing so all that preambles to say the other side which is the real entities or at least you know if you want to say that i'm crazy the the entities that i've uh, encountered there was um 
there's been several. Okay, so through the the whole experience of uh, the, the whole shamanic thing, like it started with the idea of San Pedro saying, you know, you, you need to hold space. This is your work. You need to be able to do this for other people. You've seen how much you've gained, how much you've been able to grow. So you need to um, groom yourself to be able to hold space for others. So you're like, well, shit, what do I do now? Um, you feel like kind of alone. You feel a little bit like... So anyway, fast forward, you know, several other um, sessions. I experienced um, like the, the, um, being able to, to expand myself to see the, the, the actual full big picture of things and um, how everything is just like, you know, recycled consciousness and like nothing really has inherent meaning after all. And, like we create meaning and all of that, but like after that, I got pretty depressed for like a year, <laughs> a year and a half, because I was right. like, okay, you know, like I had to integrate and and to be able to fully understand what was given to this human mind, because that's not always easy to to handle, regardless of how much experience you've had, regardless of how much you've read. It's it's whenever like the rubber meets the road, it's hard. So during this uh, part of a uh, year and a half of, of just being down, um, I uh, kept doing meditation. And then at some point I was approached by some beings that, and this is, you know, the, the segue. Um, it was so interesting to me because they were not like, you know, form of humans or, or cows or whatever. It was just like, if you remember the movie, The Matrix, The Code, Imagine that, but like kind of like gold, and so they were like blobs of gold that were just kind of descending on me, and as they were descending, they it seems like they lifted off my depression, and I just like their vibration was so high that I was just like buzzing. Like the that night, I went to sleep so happily because like I was actually scared to go to sleep at night. I was like, my consciousness is going to end, you know, that kind of thing. So like. I, I received like a download from these guys and, and the idea is like, you'll be fine. There's more to learn. They, that was just the beginning. The real stuff is on its way, you know, just kind of guiding me through, through the whole process and, and, and just like lifting me up out of that hole was super appreciative. Cause I was like, you know, I mean, it was horrible. Like, you know, work is not. Now, so, so th was this, during uh just during meditation or dur during a, a journey or oh this was uh, just during a meditation before i went to sleep hmm. so but you know you you get to a point where you just like open channels where you don't just have you can like do all these things without the need of um aya or san pedro or hmm. psilocybin or whatever so no i did not lose my mind that actually happened but I cannot necessarily just tell you and prove it because it's like, you know, trying to prove a conversation with somebody without notes or, or pictures, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that that's one thing that happened very, like, right off the bat. So during during ceremonies, um, I mean, is am I going too fast? Do you have... No, go, go on, go on. <laughs> so um, that, that really propelled me and helped me move to the next level where... 
you know, there was a time where with San Pedro, for instance, um, I was connecting with like like the idea of, uh, of, of mathematics and physics and all of that and, and just connecting with some other interdimensional beings and they were like telling me things and, and the way they look, some of them are like pretty interesting looking. Like I saw several kinds without one time. One of them, one kind was like white, kind of like, um, like milk white and their eyes were just like slices and it was pretty weird and, and, and um, apparently these entities eat one another so I mean they're extremely evolved but they still practice cannibalism but they have a lot of like super advanced technologically and, and there's other kinds too and you know those that you see on television I don't think I have ever encountered those funny enough uh, I'm not like saying the greys that this yeah yeah, I'm not saying they don't exist. It's just like I've, I just haven't been able to experience them yet, um, or at least in that, um, in you that know, form. in that form. Yeah. Did you catch my Australian accent there for a second? In that form. I was talking to some some friends from Australia the other day, and they're like. You'd, you'd speak completely differently now, so they, they think I sound like a Yank or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Mexican, I don't know what. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, sometimes you pull up this uh, Spanish phrase, I'm like so surprised. <laughs> How does he know that? Well, so, um, you know, other times I've, I've um, whenever I'm in ceremony, the elementals, um, like literally coming in and taking um, parts out of me that need replaced, mm. kind of like a car when you take it to the shop and then putting new ones on and, and wow. um, just whenever like I'm experiencing like either, you know, some uh, stress or some actual physical pain, there is that kind of, uh, I guess, um, spiritual, which I despise that word, but I cannot come up with anything else, spiritual surgery of sorts, just kind of moving mm. things and... Um, that's one thing. And I think I told you the story about whenever connecting, you know, with interdimensional beings. And I was like, God damn, how are you guys are so fast? And they were like, no, we're not really that fast. You guys are pretty slow, actually. <laughs> so that that was a, an entire paradigm change for me because I'm like, OK, that, if that is the case, you know, like for our human experience being like comparing to um, flies or mosquitoes, you know, their lifespan is like super fast. But to them, it's probably like, you know, you know, that kind of perception of time and, and size of the individual and whatnot. So it's it's very interesting. The other time you talk, we talked, you 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 said how um, you had a Wachuma journey and and you had like a like a, a four or five year degree just uh, of economics just compressed into eight hours or so like with us it might take us months or years to discover a principle from our experience but with them maybe it's just like bow 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 principle 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 um you know constantly yeah and that's so so exciting to me you know because a lot of times you know because technology has gone so fast I can like grab a, an article or, or a PDF and read it pretty fast and just like scroll down. I, I did some training on uh, speed reading, so I can just like, and now grabbing a book is like, what the hell is this? 
you know, like having to turn pages, that's like so antiquated, <laughs> you know, versus like, I guess, getting used to that matrix plug in, you know, all these things all of a sudden, you know, like you're mentioning. So, I mean, it, it, sometimes I have to like, okay, we're still humans. Let's grab a book. Let's not do, you know, uh, electronic devices right now and disconnect and just learn, you know, like Doc Casey, um, I interviewed him again couple of weeks ago and he was this is a guy that has traveled to 150 countries has met with drug wars uh, uh, drug lords uh, from like Africa trying to convince them to become capitalists instead of just criminals and, and like I mean this man has done it all right so I'm like so what excites you now aside from sex and he says grabbing books and reading I'm like wow you know like after like a whole life of excitement you know going back to mm. reading books is what's awesome so i i find that interesting yeah yeah that's kind of cool like it, it's it's like you can have all this experience but if you if you have a a really great book it can take you so far beyond what we can experience on earth <laughs> yeah yeah and, and actually part of that uh, i'll tell you so i was holding ceremony for a friend and she was doing super great. She didn't really need me. So I was like, okay. I mean, I kept the bubble. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do my own little thing for a while. So I was like uh, communing with uh, San Pedro with Wachuma. And so I was like, so what's up? Uh, what can I learn today? And I was like, tell me about you. And he, what he was explaining to me, uh, like the idea that um, his interdimensional being is zipping through the third dimension in the form of a cactus. So when we mm -hmm. take it, that's kind of like us connecting with him in another realm. So that's kind of always neat to, to, um, to just I'm like, what? So, and then learning about other dimensions and, and how we can move to them. So how oh, shit, I didn't tell you this. I, I did uh psilocybin no long ago. Um, and it was my wife and I, and I don't think I've ever said this to anybody. And she actually gave me permission to talk about it just in case I asked her. So um, the whole idea that she had some entity attached to her. And it was a very dark entity. And, and this entity had, like the way that we connected to this entity, um, it's a multi-generational connection to her mom and her, her grandma. So basically she had this women... And she, this entity was like zipping through energy, and so they have some like uh, health issues, which kind of seems like multi generational, which is funny. And, and so when I came in, like my wife was struggling in the bed, in the bed, and, and like she was just having a really bad time. And um, I came out, went to the living room, and I started just like, okay, something needs to happen. I just lay back and I started connecting and. I saw this really dark entity, probably the biggest and strongest entity I have ever encountered. And it was a negative one, like like a, a dark entity. Now, I don't say dark in the meaning of evil, but it, like to me, dark is just somebody that has been hurt for so long that they just go into vicious cycles. So at any rate, this entity, I presented myself and I was like, yes, I'm a shaman. Yes, you're stronger than me. If you wanted to, you could just smash me and I would die. I'm not here to fight. I'm here to talk. I'm here to dance. And that's what I said. I'm here to dance. So that entity kind of was like, okay. So we started doing this. 
like moving energy, you know, um, energetic dance of sorts, just for me to try to um, disconnect the bond of these women with this huge dark entity, because it's been hurting them for ages. So I start doing dancing and I see like the energy, like the connection with the three women being kind of like a little crack, just a tiny, tiny crack. I mean, this thing is entity. It's, it's like huge, right? So so when you say the crack, that's like the spot where it can enter and, and affect um, their, their lineage. Yes, 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 yes. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to uh, break that in a sense of like, I'm not here to fight, but I'm here to just let you know that this is not right. And I start dancing, I start raising the vibration, I start moving energy, and I bring in some of the things that I've learned. And so towards the end of this, um, fast forward four or five hours, um, I feel that there was progress made, that there was like me, I was able to like get in, connect, but that was all I did in those four hours. Like this, I mean, I'm very, very capable in this realm, and 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 I still couldn't do much. But like to me, this was a huge win. So I basically like kind of collapsed on the couch, and the entire left side of my body was unresponsive. Like my face, well, I couldn't move. My left arm, I couldn't like really like hold my cup of coffee. You know, I had my water. I couldn't hold it with my left hand. I stood up and my left knee kind of just gave in. I was like, holy cow. So yeah. um, this entity like kind of left me a little present, if you will. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, like we both kind of like, so it was, it took me. But what Was it trying to hurt you or it was just a side effect of the dance? I think it was a side effect of the dance because like it was so strong. I mean, it was, I don't know if you remember the, the, the story of, um, you know, in, in the Bible, when um, Isaac goes and fights with the angel and suddenly gets wounded in the thigh. And by getting wounded in the thigh, he gets like some sort of psychic power of sorts. And so anyway, so I was like, you know, like that's kind of uh, interesting. And, and like the connection that I got from there is like, you know, I was able to, to get something, but I, I got wounded, you know, like it, it was part of wounds of, 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 of this um, interesting dance. So that was in March. It's taken me to go back and feel strong to actually go back to lifting. It's taken me what I started probably two weeks ago. So it's been about nine months that it took me to recuperate and feel whole again from that experience. Hmm. So that was like probably not just the weirdest, but the strongest and, and probably like craziest thing that I have experienced so far. I mean, there's mm. been something before that it was like pretty scary, but I didn't have the skills, I didn't have the tools, so I was just pooping my pants because I didn't know what to do. But now that I knew, um, I, I mean, I, I got, I lived wounded, but it was it was interesting. So in that same night, I was taking breaks from dancing and just exploring because I was like, and it, okay, this is the coolest part. These guys work with focus so for instance like he th this entity was making me like through like some sort of uh, warfare trying to f make me focus on something else so i would forget about dancing with him and fighting for my wife and my mother-in-law and my great mother-in-law yeah. so i was like oh yeah dun, 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 dun. and then i was like nope i'm i need to do this and then 
and then it's, it's kind of like a, an a kind of ego game like when you're meditating and you're tr- um you're you're trying to l- let go of attachment to ideas and then like this this idea will come up and it's like oh think about this think about think of what about that time with your ex-girlfriend or whatever uh, that's that's kind of the thing right exactly exactly so um now there were a couple of times where i was like okay i do need a break and imagine like this is like five five hours and and when you're in this heightened state of consciousness is like five lifetimes so i kind of step aside and start like I lay on the couch, turn the lights on, turn the fan on. I'm like, okay, I need a little light. I need a little just chill. And then I start focusing on, like, I was like, okay, let's see where we go. And, and then I started seeing, understanding more about life and, and how, like, it's really not, like, life is a process. And, and I started seeing how um, we become stronger. I mean, like, you know, all the things that you know about life, you know, you become stronger through through the hard times and all this. But I actually was seeing how before the struggles, you know, we're kind of shy, we're kind of like, you know, timid, maybe not as strong. And then we go through some hard shit and that hard shit helps us, you know, be who we are, be like stronger. And, and sometimes a lot of people say, oh, fuck the hard times or whatever. But, you know, like those times are actually super helpful for us to, to um, gain wisdom, skills, training, whatever you want to call it. And, and instead of like damning it's like, you know, thank you for this. Because of this, I am stronger. So that like I was able to not just intellectually understand it, but like really have the physical understanding of that and and not necessarily just shun it as bad times Mm, mm. well i i remember i had this uh this kind of revelation or this this different perspective from an lsd trip and the, the message was like uh everything everything that exists every breath every petal every leaf uh is is uh a a word in a poem and the poem is is a love poem. The the meaning is I I love you, uh, and it's it's interesting to to see things through that lens because even like like violence, uh, if if somebody tries to intimidate you or something, in a sense they're also affirming that you're important. They're saying you matter to me, and that's why I want to intimidate you. That's why I want to hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you made a great point. Like in the big picture, looking at everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's about love. So, and it's about yourself. Like, it's your own song. It's you. It's everybody. You are another me. And, and that connection is like super interesting and trippy. Um, so as I was just kind of chilling, laying back, close my eyes, it's like, let's go inward. Let's see how far we can get. And I started seeing, you know, the force of the universe, how it's like, and, and I was like seeing patterns of people's going through lives together and then they separate and then may touch again so like i was just playing and and, and i guess like learning a lot about life and and at some point i was like okay i got this and like then is when i really really got the notion that there is no death like i mean i've experienced it through aya i've experienced it through san pedro but psilocybin really let me see like okay you're this is the realm of the dead you've been playing here for a while Whenever your physical entity dies and passes on, Luis is gone, he will never come back, but you are still here going through space and time. 
So I started like plans like, oh, you know, like super cool and just moving through uh, realities and, and, and dimensions. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like once I was done with the learning I got, I try to go as far as I possibly could in the Thorum, which you can't go far because you always go to the same place. But somehow I managed to go to, it's a semi-permeable universe. And I got to, to a place where there are like two white entities that look like the green aliens but they're just white and these two guys were kind of like managing the mathematics of the universe <laughs> and i was like all right dudes i would like to go outside and, and learn from other places too and they were like nope not yet you don't have the know-how yet we cannot let you out it's irresponsible from us to let you out because if you do that you're going to not just affect yourself, but you're going to affect reality here. So you need to, you still have a lot to learn. You still have a lot to be able to understand and, and integrate before you can leave this and come back without any repercussions. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so that's another, um, you know, set of uh, whatever entities, brothers or sisters, whatever they are, somewhere else, who knows where. And also, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, my, my dad passed away probably about 16 17 years ago and i was like trying to um i mean i've connected with him so that was not the issue i was like is there a way that this can happen like to actually really connect without the use of substances and they were like oh glad you asked so they started sh <laughs> showing me um how there are people here in in, in th this planet that through mathematical equations they can like pinpoint uh they're like some sort of like mystical mathematical individuals that can pinpoint like where you could possibly end up because everything is math so i'm like holy shit that's like super cool but then they were like or you can just drink this <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right <laughs> And, you know, the idea, like, they, they went on to explain uh, a little bit about quantum physics and, and um, the um, quantum entanglement, how that works also with people. They were like, or oh, you can just connect with them because the connection is always available. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So continuing to learn all these tricks and whatnot. So it's it's been interesting, like, to... Whenever I'm doing healing, whatever, draw in the energies that I'm nece necessitating at that time for, for um, whatever it is that I need to be doing. So it's, it's kind of interesting. What have you experienced in that regard? Well, there's, there's quite a few things, but <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think if, if there's a way to to tell this story in a in a in a short way but there was um the thing was um uh, a few months ago about five months ago uh we went to san luis potosi and we we took peyote in the in the desert uh and that was really intense um and uh the young lady that that was with us said to us um that we need to really push it to the limit. Like she said, no matter what happens, you feel sick, you feel you feel good, you feel like you reach a good place, just take more. Uh, and at first I, w I wasn't going to do that because um, it tastes absolutely awful. But, um, but, 
but I remember I, I saw these, uh, it was, it was getting dark and I looked out in the distance, uh, and I saw like in the, in the shadows, uh, all the, the shadows cast by the cactus. Um, I could see like spirits reaching out from the distance and I, I was like, wow, there's a lot of spirits out here. Uh, and there was this little voice in my set in my head that said, um, yeah, there is. And, and if you keep eating, you're going to meet some of them. Um, and it was like, I, I know it tastes awful, but, uh, persist and, and it'll be worth it. And so I, I did, I put, I pushed it to the limit. Um, I took as, as, as much as I could tank, uh, even though every, every time was like, oh, this little, this, this little ball of shit that I'm sticking in my mouth. <laughs> um, at least we had the honey. Any, anyway, so um, that night um, I, I started to see the, these uh, these lights in the distance, and initially I thought they they like they just look like houses in in the distance, uh, but two of them just swapped position completely, and I was like, okay, that's not what houses do. Um, <laughs> anyway, the the um, trying to cut this this version short but the uh, i had this communication with these like the these lights move kind of looking like they were moving in the distance of kind of swirling around um and i was like trying to decode what what they were trying to say to me um and eventually we kind of established this this telepathic connection but um what what they um what they told me or what what i kind of grasp from them in the end was that they downloaded this uh this information into my brain which had actually been affecting my life for the last 15 years so when when i was 17 years old something very very strange happened to me i started to like have this kind of spiritual awakening or this like psychotic experience um which you know i i still don't know I still don't entirely understand why or how that happened, but according to what happened that night in the desert, it was this information from from these beings uh, that had changed the course of of my life um, from years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> so by, yeah. back then you were still in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I still don't really know what to make of it, and I don't, you know, I guess I don't accept that as entirely true because uh, I'm like, well, that's one interpretation of what happened, um, and it's hard to like take one night in the desert as as an interpretation for my life. But at that on that that night, I was like, okay, so it's like I've just watched this entire movie, this fifteen-year-long movie, and then at the end, there's a twist and everything <laughs> changes. <laughs> so, um, do do you have any ideas about that? That's pretty cool. Um, no, I don't have any ideas about that. But like you know, I I have always, since I was tiny, been attracted to the idea of shamanism. So. You know, maybe, maybe, like, the, there goes the, the, 
the theory of the indigo children, you know, which kind of happened to be about our generation. And and I don't know if that's kind of like we come in with some sort of a seed and then they just kind of ignite it and then... Because even since I was little, seven years old, I could not stand going to church. I just like, this is so oppressive. This is so like dark, you know, like so like... Uh, like we do the same cannibalistic death cult every Sunday and you shut up little kid you know so like it didn't seem conducive to growth at all it's like mm. we're keeping you here with this cap we'll be throwing you some truths but you don't grow out of here so I was like this is just not right you know and I was seven and, and like I, I got kicked out of church a couple of times because I was just like you know I either asked a couple of questions or um, I was just laughing because um, I was like, that's bullshit. Ah. So, <laughs> what what kind of church did you go to? Uh, it was uh, just, you know, Mexico. Everybody's Catholic. Uh-huh. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, uh, like you, you mentioned like that ca- cannibalistic right, like this is my flesh, this is my blood. Um, what do you think uh, about like pe- people have this psychedelic interpretation like they say the f- well the flesh is actually the mushroom or you know amanita muscaria or something like that do you think there's any truth to that i have no idea i haven't asked about that yeah. but i'm actually gonna partake again on aya in a couple of days so i can nice. i can ask about that again um <laughs> gosh i'm so scared about that like you know like zombie movies that will be shown i don't know <laughs> you know just the idea like your savior your savior right and mm. and this is your savior and you're gonna eat it and drink his blood to me that seems mm. kind of creepy mm. and 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 the idea that they show the guy you know i think i like christ consciousness i don't like the idea that to see the guy crucified in every single place that i go to it's like a, a yes death cult you know like yes yes that's creepy yeah, I've, re- I've read an article about that the other day, how, like, ev- every time I go go into a church in in Mexico, there's, yeah, there's images of death everywhere, and it's like, yeah, your God is dead. What do you think of that? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. And they even have uh, mummies and coffins here in the in uh in the cathedral in Guadalajara. They have a, a coffin with a, with a, what's supposedly a martyr, uh, and this is a a kind of common thing all over Mexico. Um, very, very strange. Um, and uh, it was weird. The, the other day we went to uh, the the Sacred Art Museum, which is just, it's part of the same building as the cathedral. Uh, and looking at some of the paintings, it was like the, the paintings were staring at us. Um, super creepy. Um, and... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know what to make of it. Um, but there was a lot of gruesome, gruesome artwork, which looked, mm, I don't know, deathly and grim. Yeah, and then you know, like my mom wonders why I like to play Doom on the Xbox. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catholicism forced you to play Doom. <laughs> It's funny. No, that was just in gist. But yeah, so like um, the the experiences uh, are, are pretty uh, interesting. They're always educational. They're always um, 
they're not always easy because some of them are scary. Um, and, you know, I think I've told you on our last uh, conversation some of the stories that have happened when I was little. So you kind of know those already. Your audience has seen it. Um, so I, at this point, like, it's it's more like expanding and, and growing and, and being able to to help other people on, on, on their path. And, like, you know, I, I just see that, the, the, for instance, the free free market is so connected to mm. to the the spiritual well-being of of humankind um because i see this um darkness in in the state and in the sense of we don't let people find their purpose we don't let people find what lights them up mm. we will um be tyrants and just uh regulate every single aspect of life and then like i start seeing the spiritual warfare and and how like we are just being ca uh, herded back into the cattle of we're just kind of like fancy pets that they use for um you know nourishment and fun if you will kind of like mm. we're just cows you know so we are either milking cows or beef cows if you're looking at the pizza gate situation you know, so like all these entities in power just use us for their own amusement and, 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 and nourishment and, and sexual deviances. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a complete hedonistic person, but I think that there's a point where you just say like non-consenting individuals, you don't mess with that, right? Hmm. So the idea of, of the free market and finding purpose, like um, I, I, I think it was Socrates who said to know the good is to do the good. So when somebody is able to find their purpose, they're not looking at trying to screw other people over. They're trying to bring excellence to their work. They're lit up by the universe and they just experience this flow. Like I, I you know, for a few years I've been there and it's super interesting because like my main focus is, you know, what Ludwig von Mises said, People that are unable to serve others, they want to rule them. So, you know, so whenever you're in a position of serving, then, then like, imagine if we are able to turn people on to the idea of, like, finding themselves. And, and to me, that's super, like, cosmic spiritual awareness, you know? And then you don't need the state. So in my case, like, what I try to present to people is focus on yourself, find your purpose, find what you do best and what you can make the most money on and how you can help the most people in. And don't worry about the state because, like, if you focus on this, that shit's going to come down on its own. Like, hmm. people are going to realize, I don't need that stuff. You know, like, I, I think it was now, two and a half years ago, I went to the CEO uh, summit with uh, John Mackey, the Whole Foods guy. And, all, like, 201, 202 CEOs, they were saying, the state sucks. We need to take matters in our own hands. And then they start buying parks. They start like cleaning streets. Like with, so to me is that's a private society. What that looks like, you know, all these people with great resources, they take it upon themselves, their social responsibility, if you will, because I mean that's what it's going to have to look like without a state. Hmm. So they are working at a higher level of consciousness. So the consciousness goes from me to us to all of us. 
and when you know um I mean, you know, like I've been mocking like Catholicism and, and, and Christianity, but like again, back to the Christ consciousness, those who are given a lot have more responsibility or something like that. I can't remember or expect it much. So, you know, right. being able to, to be to, in he, a, to him who much is given, much is expected. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, how we can help others, and, and you know, my wife at some point has told me, "Okay, dude, you have to like cut down on the charity because we need to buy socks for the kids." You know, like kind of stuff. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just the idea. Like, we you just cannot seem to be content with with people suffering. You know, so you just want to be able to like expand yourself and and to be of service. And by doing that, money just comes like coming at you, like. It's it's funny how that works. You don't look for profit directly. You look for serving, and 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 by doing that, happiness and profit come to you indirectly and 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 multiplied. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, I think uh, I guess a, a lot of people um, who believe in the state have have this uh, objection, and they say, "Well, I mean." Maybe something like anarchism is possible, but thousands of years in the future when we're more spiritually evolved, because that's what it re would require. And, and to some extent, you you have to say, well, yes, but you know there are uh, there are other ways of doing things. It don't, we don't all have to be saints. But on on the other hand, you're like, well, yes, we we kind of do have to evolve, and so you know, let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was um, I, I did a video maybe a couple of weeks ago, and, and the whole idea was there's been, I think, four kinds of leaders throughout history. First was the religious leaders. And, and you know, uh, because the way that things are now in history, that was like, you know, the religious, like, little entities that were able to tell people how to act, what to do, and whatever. But now those guys they cannot necessarily agree with one another, like two leaders of religious uh, sects, because then, you know, they either merge, discombobulate, or whatever. So they can't. Now you move to um, the idea of the um, militant or military leader, right? Um, they're, the health of the state is, is you know, through, through war and, and coercion and all of that. So... They can't, you know, otherwise, like, they will lose their, their space, they will lose their, their uh, reason for being. Then you move to the democratic leadership, where, through politics, they're not allowed to necessarily have a lot in common with other states, you know? I always have to be on top, you know? There, you don't see, I mean, that's not ideal, but you don't see a lot of, hand, like, eye-to-eye -eye contact with, you know? So it's either, I'll help you and I get a bunch of resources and... Like, they just take advantage of one another. So then we move to the fourth kind of leadership, which to me seems the most spiritually aware, and, 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 and I'll tell you, like, it, it's the business leader. The business leader is willing to do a deal with the devil if it's good for all parties involved, because the business leader is not going to lose, you know, but it, it, it's willing to give as well. So it, it's, it's a voluntary exchange for mutual benefit. And now a lot of people say, well, but the business leaders are gritty, they're, they're in it for themselves and whatever. Well, you, yes and no. And that's the huddle that we have to jump. The, the idea that we need to help people see that the business leader is not just there to make a buck and go to the beach. I mean, everybody loves the beach, right? But the idea is that when you're working from purpose, like, you know, all these 201 CEOs that I was with, 
all those guys, they have enough money. They don't need to work. They have enough, like, just resources and, and, and uh, influence. They really don't need to work anymore. So a lot of people say, well, they're just greedy. They want more. Well, a lot of those guys stop taking salaries. They're just doing it because they love the work they do. Mm. So then the, the idea is to, number one, like, help us see... And, and this just comes with maturity, you know, like how the business leader would be able to eliminate the state. Because if you think of like international um, companies, you know, like somebody can be in the United States, Mexico, Amsterdam, but they're connected through that uh, company. It, it like it doesn't matter what country you're in. We're in the same company. So mm -hmm. even if you're Australian, I'm Mexican, I'm in, in the States and you're in Mexico, like, you know, we're connected through that link screw borders <laughs> right you yeah. see where this is going that's like super yeah. exciting to see so the idea is to, to help us understand and find our own purpose so the, the one thing that can save humanity in my perspective is raising consciousness in humans it's not hating the state it's not creating wars it's just working on our own individual selves yeah 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 well I, I agree um I see it as sometimes, uh, let's see, uh, like a acknowledging the level of freedom that we have. Because I, I guess when when a lot of people get get into liberty, they maybe they com complain about the state and say, you know, this is terrible. What what they're doing about this? But maybe they miss this whole this whole other part, which is everything else, where you do have freedom. You can do what you want. You can go to the beach. You can start a business, have a party, whatever. All of these things, and they're all expressions of, of liberty, and they're all available to us. So uh, even, you know, what, you know, waking up in the morning and having, having a coffee or going for a jog is, is an expression of, of, of yourself, of, of anarchy. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people I've seen complain like anarchists you know i'm not i'm i'm not experiencing um financial abundance because then it's because of the tax man i don't want to get a wage job because of the tax man and they feel oppressed and i'm like really i mean you know again going back to doug casey is like acquire capital disregard the state you know uh, the whole idea that money is power and that's why the state and, and some of the, or a lot of the luminaires in Hollywood and whatever say that money's evil because they don't want people to have power because whenever you have that, you know, uh, financial freedom, who's going to tell you, like, what? Or, you know, I mean, you're going to be able to achieve whatever. So I think that that's, that's another thing. I want people to be able to be, to find their purpose and, and to be prosperous. And by doing that, like, we can become super free and, and actually finally reach level one civilization, you know, because then we'll go interstellar and, like, all sorts of cool things that we see on television. But we can't get there. We're still fighting over, you know, I don't want to get a job because they're going to take whatever taxes on me. I mean, gosh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, like, always complaining and, and be all sour about it, but then I don't do anything about it. <laughs> well... That's that's uh, interesting you say about like an in, uh, interstellar civilization because I, I guess maybe in one sense 
we're already there because like people people like you are doing the, this work with the antheogens and and uh having having journeys with uh you know beings from other galaxies or whatever um <laughs> so it's it's like maybe we're we're more evolved than we realize maybe we're more technologically advanced than we realized in the sense oh yeah absolutely and i, I do see the entheogens as a technology you know, I, I, I really dislike the idea that it's some mystical, cold thing that, you know, ooh, no, to me it's like like an iPhone, you know, where you just grab your iPhone and open it and, like, look at Safari or Google and, and like, ask a question and everything is there. So, like, hmm. imagine exponentially bigger with ayahuasca san pedro psilocybin you take it and and you're able to like open up and see more and, and learn and, and like exactly inter intercellular intergalactical um but i guess like what i'm saying is a lot of people complain about the idea that oh you know we're poor and say like in the united states people that are poor have flat screen televisions they wear michael jordan shoes mm. and they're fat mm. <laughs> is that poverty like, I mean, it's poor compared to the, yeah. you know, wealthy people in the United States. But just, like, the idea that because some of these guys are rich doesn't mean that these guys are poor. Yeah. You live in Mexico now. You've seen real poverty. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, in Mexico, Mexico is is quite prosperous, you know. It's not, uh, like, I think a lot of people have, like, this speedy gonzalez view of mexico with dirt roads and 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 stucco walls and stuff but um <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's it's not perfect yeah it's a little dirty sometimes but um you know people are doing pretty well here <laughs> yeah but you know like the, the, the little kill kid uh, selling you like two blocks of toilet paper for two pesos you know to me that's yep. real poverty like mm. you know like guys that don't even have shoes and holes in their pants and they're like all dirty and trying to make a buck by selling you toilet paper squares, hmm. you know? Whereas here, you know, people are being subsidized with their apartment. You know, they get food stamps and they get, you know, all sorts of cool things and then they still complain about poverty. So it's just interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's uh yeah, it's it's kind of difficult. Like when you grow up in a culture, um, you kind of uh, you're like a fish in water. You you can't see what's right in front of you. You can, because you have nothing to compare it to. Um, so yeah, it's I guess it's why um, traveling is so important because you do get this whole different perspective on on uh, on all of your cultural assumptions. Yeah, especially from a first world country, you know, like going to other places is such a, an eye opener experience because then they see like, oh, gosh, you know, I really have it really good here. Mm. I shouldn't be complaining about it. Mm. So and, and, you know, I'm a huge defender of Whole Foods. And a lot of people say, well, but even if you work at Whole Foods, you cannot afford to buy Whole Foods food. I'm like, what? I mean, I know you can't. But you're being paid at least eleven or twelve dollars an hour, whereas other places start you at seven or eight. You know, I mean that's a, a substantial gap for entry level positions. Mm. You know, you may not be able to afford whole, but that's that's a luxury store. Right. 
Is it really that expensive? Because I mean, I've never shopped there. Um, well, I, I a lot of people complain about it, but I mean, it is probably twice as much as Walmart. Yeah. So okay. like, but yeah. Walmart's really cheap. So yeah. <laughs> Trying to do do the calculations in my head. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if we do the milk index, you know, you can go at um, Walmart and buy a gallon of milk for one ninety nine, hmm. and like we buy the non homogenized milk from Whole Foods for like five ninety nine. Ah, okay. Or you know, five fifty something like that. Yep. So I mean, it is significantly higher, but. On some like items, you know, cheese. Because I mean, I like to get the, the stuff that is like the least processed stuff, and you cannot buy that at Walmart or Kroger. Or, you know, they they add vitamin D and all sorts of things. Like what I just like. Sometimes I go to buy raw milk, hmm. and like a gallon's for like ten bucks. You know, so like it, it really, it really depends. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's still like paying somebody eleven dollars an hour from the get-go and they still complain about it you know like i mean just gain some skills market yourself better and then you know you, you'll eventually get there so it's, it's kind of silly for me to people like to to ask for entry-level positions to, to be able to afford you know all sorts of things like gosh i freaking started in a basement with my wife we didn't even have a mattress and i was making hmm. like a nine dollars an hour you know so, I mean, yes, there is some discomfort. You're not just going to, like, the world doesn't owe you anything. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, like, there's a place for austerity, and that's 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 okay, but uh, people can be, become prosperous. Um, they really can today. I mean, it's the, <laughs> it's a it's a real opportunity, uh, especially with the internet. People can work and, uh, like, for example, like I, I, I got some logos done on on Fiverr, and I paid this Venezuelan woman like fifty dollars for a couple of logos. She must be, you know, she's she's loving it getting fifty dollars in Venezuela. Um, so people people have the the opportunity to to make money, um, or like you know, I see people complaining about say um, in the U.S. They they say, oh well. Um, our parents owned houses at 25 years old or something, and I can't even rent a studio apartment. And they they don't realize that living alone is is a real luxury that that most people in the world cannot afford. Um, it's a it's a huge huge luxury. That like I said, there are people in India like all sleeping in the one. Uh, one room uh, house and and like yeah, fifteen people sleeping on the floor. Uh, if you if you can have like share a a, a a flat with two other people, I mean, and you have your own room, that's a that's a huge uh, privacy is a huge luxury. Um, <laughs> that even that level of privacy. Um, so you know, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of weird, I guess. You know, I re- I remember I responded to someone saying like I want to say spoiled brat, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to say that because I'm kind of a hypocrite because I know I've th- I've I've had those thoughts myself. <laughs> but it, like I said, it's hard to see um, with uh, it's hard to see what's 
what uh, your culture assumes is normal. Yeah, and and just to that, I think that that same position and of ungratefulness hmm. is also fueled thanks to the free market. Because we become so spoiled by all the advancements in technology that we just expect them, you know? So, um, it's not just something that happens magically. Like, people work and they put bunches of hours and staying away from their families and, and like, really hard work to be able to have the things that we have now. Hmm. So, I think that the, the study of economics is so important for everybody because then it helps them see... You know, like when I walk into a room, my brain just starts seeing like, oh gosh, like there's a fence. People worked on it. Like, you know, like all the hours, man hours or woman hours that like were put into things. So it gives me an appreciation of like, God, this like, oh my God, you know, like, like life is just so much more abundant, you know, instead of like, oh, mm. that's not enough. It's just a cup. Like, oh, whatever. No, like, right. holy shit. You know, like you just go everywhere and you're amazed by everything because mm. you start yep, like, thank you, you know, like, thank you for your service to everything and everyone. So now uh, um, I, I think that's like the main thing, like being able to appreciate and, and, and the... The, the shadow of money, you know, like, oh, where are you making? Well, it's, it's my energy, it's my time, it's my effort, it's my skill, it took me time. I should be compensated for this. Oh, it's mm. funny, and if, if we go back to the entheogen uh, um, subject, and, and I know it's almost an hour, we probably need to go, but, um, you know, this last March mushroom ceremony, I was like, so what's this whole deal with communism? Like, I mean, I'm open-minded. Do you think it will work? So they take me into this um, visual of uh, kind of like mini volcanoes throwing uh, rainbow. They're like, yeah, communism could work. And like each rainbow was an individual person. And that was their output, like what you work. And they were like, it could work if everybody could put the 100% of the time, I mean, their effort 100% of the time. But not even the same person puts 100% of their effort every single day. Right. Even when they're being rewarded. Yeah. So, and and even then, you couldn't really, um, like, they were explaining this to me, like, yeah, it could work if everybody put all their effort all the time, but nobody puts all their effort all their time. So, it won't work. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. You know, like, asking all these deep questions, and I get, like, you know, cool visuals with the answer. And, and then it's, I mean, a lot of kids tell me, you know, if you take all these entheogens, how come you're still a capitalist? And I'm like, well, because because of the entheogens is because <laughs> I became a capitalist, you know? <laughs> like being able to see the, the outpouring of energy of, of people and their, or their skill and whatnot. Hmm. Well, I, as a counterpoint about, communism i mean there are if you go on like uh ic.org intentionalcommunities.org there are a lot of organizations all over the world and i guess it works like then i think they're normally agricultural and you go in you know sign up and maybe work like 40 45 hours a week and then you get your share of the the, the food or whatever so there are people making it work but I, I'm not sure if it's the, the most efficient way. Uh, but, you know, if people want to live like that, I think it's cool. 
Yeah, I mean, if they want to live like that, I just don't want to be forced into it. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, you know, if you work 45 hours and get paid the same as somebody else that works 45 hours, but the skill level is different, mm. there's going to be some interesting feelings and of, of, you know, like, why? Why? Like, you know, I'm doing so much. Why is that? You know? Like, mm. the the... I just, at the same time, I couldn't feel happy if I'm getting paid as much as somebody that has twice the amount of skills that I do. Mm. It's just not who I am. You know, like the idea that I would like to contribute just as much, but if you just don't have it, so that like the whole idea of that uh, equal distribution, it seems like if they're able to work it out and they're just like okay with always being the one that gives the most and you know, uh, I mean, whatever. But again, I just, that may work in a very small scale. Like you said, agricultural style, it, it cannot possibly work in a big city style and in, in a world view style. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, goes into the price calculation from Ludwig von Mises in 1920 or something like that. So it's, it's kind of difficult to be able to do that. Now, the idea of well, what happens, some people say, what happens when um, artificial intelligence comes to play and suddenly a lot of jobs are, like, they disappear? What are you going to do with all that joblessness? And I'm like, so what did we do with phone operators? What do we do with the people that fueled our cars? What did we do with all those jobs that existed 5, 10, 20, 60 years ago? And they don't exist anymore. We have more people... We're more prosperous and like people are like uh, the idea of the concept of poverty will be eliminated thanks to the advancements in technology and the free market. You don't have to just give money to people for free. You know, people can make their way. And so that I think that question is a little bit fallacious because, I mean, we are already experiencing a huge growth in technology and we're probably 8 billion humans at the time so I mean we're making it work much better and it's getting easier to make money versus looting and robbing others you know like you said through the internet make a few bucks there and you're fine yeah yeah Oh, so by the way with the with the, with that entity with you with your wife did you um, like did you find a way to get along with it or did it decide to leave or what what happened oh it's still there i need to do more dancing like i was telling you i haven't done anything since march and i couldn't even like lift weights again yeah. um i i i had to take like a bunch of kratom just to actually have energy and focus you know and the funny thing is like a lot of people take nootropics to become smarter i was taking nootropics just to go back to where i was mm. Because, like, it took me a few notches down. So, I was like, <clears throat> you know, like Kratom um, and some cool nootropics and, and, and lots of water, lots of coffee, just to be able to keep performing at work. And mm. it was tough. So, all that to say is, no, we're still, it's still there, but it's, it's not as, um, it kind of gave us a little bit of a breathing room. And it was interesting because the mother could feel it. So, you know, mother and wife talked and, and they were able to 
feel that whatever happened and and so it's i I wonder what's going to happen next time we do it so it's kind of interesting uh sometimes i think somebody was saying that they like to take you know mushrooms or acid or whatever just to have some fun and like see nice colors and have some cool sex and i'm like i have never been able to do that even if i (laughs) take a little bit it always takes me to like uh shamanic mode and i'm like (laughs) you know i'm not complaining i'm not complaining at all i don't want that to go away it's just funny like i like it's hard for me (laughs) (laughs) that's cool but i like i like um i like how you said like the 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 thing is so powerful and you said well like i i you know you could squash me but let's let's dance it's like this this softness this uh, this smooth approach like um like instead of fighting you challenge it to a breakdance battle or or something <laughs> like we we do, we don't have to fight we can do something a little different um and it's like yeah through um what do they say it's it's like yield to overcome like a martial arts thing um <laughs> yeah very cool yeah it, it, it was interesting and, and you know um it, it's just something that shows up in this i know i tell him you know you could just like i could just disappear just with you know you press me like so i mean i'm not here to fight i know i will lose and you know when you know you're in that position so let's talk okay so or you know when your girlfriend or your wife is angry at you it's like i'm not here to fight let's just talk let's dance um so it's it's interesting um so in a lot of times you know wife has also done a lot of uh, cool ceremonies and i've been able to learn a lot from her and her experiences um she's uh stepping into that role of uh leadership with some of the entheogens as well so that's that's very exciting and it's it's kind of neat to to have that uh, I, I guess I feel pretty fortuitous to have a, a partner that that's able to to do those things and and, and stepping in that direction because you know a lot of people struggle to to find their their better half and and so I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy there and as anything, there's always frictions, there's always struggles, and that's not going to ever go away. Because, like, you know, that person is going to show you your shadows all the time. Hmm. So it's just a matter of learning how to dance with that. It's not like trying to confront, it's like, you know, it's just perspective. So um, she's she's at a point where she's also pretty, like, she pulls me back when, when I'm... Um, probably over exaggerating on some things she's like okay dude we may be struggling but this is just a struggle today it's not gonna it's not bigger than that Mm. so just acknowledge your shit and let's move on Mm. you know and and because i mean i'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination so she's able to help me and pull me back and 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 uh, tame me, I guess, whenever I'm overreacting. That's kind of nice. And, and in a way that you're able to trust somebody in that sense and somebody that knows you that well and somebody that is able to work with the plan. So she has the knowledge 
and probably like you know 80% understands of what you're going through because nobody really understands you fully so I I think that's a big win too and when we first got together uh, we talked about the idea of like we're gonna we're really good separated like as individuals but by getting together we're gonna like we're getting together with a purpose to raise the vibration of everybody around us so that's been like the foundation of, of our of our I guess relationship. Um, so to me, it, that's kind of like uh, you know higher level thinking instead of like let's just get together because um, you're kind of hot and and I like you. You know, you know it's more like it, yeah. I mean that element is obviously there, but the 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 element of of growing and, and entheogens and, and helping people support them and, and supporting one another that's that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a that's a that's a really empowering uh perspective there. Um yeah, I guess we'll f- we'll finish up there. Um but uh let's see. So people can check out of course you can have have a YouTube channel Emancipated Human and uh what else and anything else to to mention yeah, where people I can just check out my website Emancipated Human, Facebook page Emancipated Human, YouTube Emancipated Human. My personal Facebook page, Luis Fernando Misses. Everybody's welcome. It's uh, public, so I don't hide anything. Uh-huh. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank. Thanks so much for for uh, telling me about your world. Thank you so much for this opportunity, good sir. You're amazing, and I love following your your life as well. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Remember to check out Louise's uh, YouTube channel, Emancipated Human. Go on to the Facebook page as well, Emancipated Human. And you can check us out on Steemit, www.steemit.com, steemit with a double E.com slash at paradise dash paradox. So you can upload and follow us. Uh, Steemit is also a great resource if you're an artist, a painter, a writer, a musician, a video maker, podcast, blabbler, uh, then you can jump on the Steemit and post your content. It's a good way to to monetize or get some extra cash to fund your ongoing development as an expressive genius. So thanks again for listening. Thanks to Louise for for, uh, sharing his story with us. And I'll see you next time. (laughs) 